I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you.
And welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my lovely, beloved other half. V. Lynn. Hello, Patriots. We had a really inspiring conversation tonight with a really great lady. Um, as you can see a picture of her in front of you right there, um, that was Nurse Danny, and she gave uh, a very heartfelt, I would say, testimony to what is going on in America right now. If this does not hit you in the gonads, I, I don't know what will. This is a woman who saw adversity, saw what was about to happen, and said, you know what? No. Peace. And walked. Yep. And She's an inspiration. She really is. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of... I, I, I initially heard her story a while ago. Uh, I heard it back in... It was probably, it was about August, end of August, beginning of September when I heard the initial story about her. And it was originally published in the Sun-Times. And when I read this story, I said, there is no way that this woman said these things to these liberal reporters, especially for the people that I know that work for the Sun-Times, because I was sitting there going, no effing way. And yeah, she actually went and said them. And uh, she tells her story tonight. It is, uh, folks, I I'm telling you, we try to sparse in the hopium, as my lovely wife would love to tell you that we do. <laughs> we really do. We try to sparse in the hopium. But this is one of the few times you're going to actually hear me say that there's a lot of hope in there because she's younger than I am. And, folks, if she's saying it, that means we're reaching a lot more people than I think we are. And I always downplay my numbers because I try the hell to downplay it's, my numbers because it's just not. I hate to break it to you, babe. It's not us reaching people. It's God reaching people. Whatever it is. All we're doing is echoing what he says. I, I'm just I, saying. We're just along for the ride. Uh, we're just here. We're just conveyors of his message. Uh, I'm just saying that she is very young for the decision she made. It is a very, uh, she gives a real powerful, just listen. I mean, I'm not even going to destroy what she said. Just listen. She goes into very good depth, and we even asked we asked a bunch of questions and just to see what was going on because she's not in a state that you all would think would say, wait a minute, you all have to get a vaccine. She's in one of those states that you would think, no, according to everything we've heard in the news, you don't have to get a, a vaccine. And... The state that she lives in, you'll figure it out. There became a requirement for this privatized company that she was working for. Does it echo anything that you've heard here before? Yep. Because I talked about it at great length that when my company says you have to get a vaccine, even though I'm vaccinated, I'm still going to do this and walk the hell out the door because it goes back to what I said last week, November 9th, folks, November 9th. We have to make November 9th stick. Freedom flu day. It is the freedom flu day. Everybody who doesn't want to get the vaccine is not showing up to work that day. Just don't show up. Call in sick. Ah, sick. I got the freedom flu. Got the flu. Sorry. Won't be there. Yep. For no other reason than just to say. No. No. Yes, exactly. That's that, For no other reason just to say no. That's exactly what it is. And that's what she talks about. And she is an amazing young woman. And I was very impressed with everything she said. Folks, listen to her. 
Listen to her message. Her message is what's important. It's not about what we say. We're just whatever. We're there. We're bumps in the road. What she talks about, though, with her message and the things she's seen. You have to understand, this is not a woman that worked in some ICU clinic or, well, I was working at the local emergency room and Billy Bob brought his kid in and he had a cough and a wheeze. No, this is not that woman. She worked in a surgical ward, which meant that everybody that was coming to that surgical ward was not sick when they came there. Because you can't get surgery when you're sick. Trust me, I know. Been there 35 fucking times. I could not be ill anytime I walked in there. Yep. I had to be perfectly healthy, which meant three days before that, not even four, three days before that, I went through blood blood tests, illness checks. They were checking my temperature. They were doing everything, but it felt like even sometimes they were swabbing my rectal cavity with an <laughs> with an anal swab but it really wasn't that i mean it was pretty bad but it was pretty intrusive but it wasn't that bad but still that's where she worked she did not work around normal covid patients and they still mandated her to get it and i i just i i, I don't know maybe it's just my respect for nurses because i've learned over the years there's few professions in this world that no matter what you talk about they always will walk on water doesn't matter what they do or how they do it they will always walk on water and maybe it's something about the nursing profession that still sticks with me because I know how many nurses bent over backwards to make sure I got the pain medicine I needed when I was in pain made sure that I was taken care of made sure that hey uh, made sure that I was taken care of I was about to say made sure that when VLIN was kicking her, you know, heels in people's backs, trying to make her way through the door, <laughs> they made sure that she was taken care of because they fought for her to make sure that she got up to see me, especially when Bob Woodruff got to the freaking hospital and I was there at the same time. And they pulled my neurosurgeon off of me to go work on him. So it's, there's a lot of love there for nurses. I've always, you all know, deplorable Janet y'all know that I love her to death and I think the world of her I only met this lady tonight and I can tell you right now I think the world of her and that takes a lot for me to say about any one person just after meeting them for an hour and a half maybe two it doesn't hurt that she's gorgeous oh she's a beautiful young lady (laughs) but you know what what's amazing and maybe it's not so amazing have you noticed how gorgeous patriot women are in general yeah, they're not ugly. They're not. Because they don't harbor any hate. Exactly. That's the big thing. That's, That's exactly what difference. it is. Because they beauty harbor, comes from the inside. They harbor no hate. Yeah. And they admit a radiance about them. And You'll she see it. is... Watch it on Rumble. If you're listening please. to us on, on an Audible channel right now, seriously, go flip on the Rumble because uh, I'll tell you, the just pure goodness emanating from this woman, you can see it literally coming out through her pores. She is beautiful inside and out. And I, I, I can't echo in that enough. I, I'm to this to right now. I mean, we got done not more than 20 minutes ago and I'm still, uh, I guess I can't even speak. So <laughs> go check it out. Listen to what she has to say. She's got a great message. Uh, really quick though. Uh, just to add to that, 
We do have, I, I got some breaking news that's coming up in a news episode because uh, I got some information tonight that really lays down some stuff that I'm trying to confirm still. I have, uh, I'm waiting on one other email that when this one hits, this is going to be huge for the state of Georgia. So my Georgians that are listening to us, uh, you may may want sure to turn into the, tune into the news podcast yes, that's coming out. Because uh, it's. I 90% of our podcast will be ate up by this because this is big. This is like bigger than big. I'm waiting for one other phone call. And as soon as I get done with that phone call, we will be producing our next news podcast and it will be coming out tonight at some point. I can't promise it'll be out tonight, tonight or tomorrow, tomorrow. We'll figure it out. (laughs) But either way, it depends on when we start recording. I'm just waiting on one more phone call. As soon as I get the phone call, we're done. It's on. But you can wait forever because I'm totally comfortable in my MyPillow slippers right now. Oh, yeah. Which I wear literally all the time. I I have not put mine on yet. I just want to let you all know I got home from work. I sat down. Well, actually, I did a lot of work around the house. And then I sat down. It started working on this stuff. But yes, MyPillow, again, if you go to MyPillow, uh, enter the promo code DEFIANT, you're going to get up to 66% off uh, your order. And you can get those awesome MyPillow slippers that VLIN's wearing. Uh, as soon as I'm done here, I'm going to go put mine on. And uh, Or you can get a mattress pillow, uh, mattress topper. Yep. You get MyPillows for your pe- bed. You can get the MyPillow towels. Let me tell you how much I love the towels. <laughs> the towels, they actually work. You actually get dry and get this. This is the best part. If you hang it over the door like I do every day, it will be dry by the time you come home. It is amazing. Where with normal towels, I throw it over the door. It's still wet sometimes the next morning. Yeah. Depending on the humidity and the air in the house. One more time, folks, go to MyPillow.com. Support another great patriot, Mike Lindell. And like I said, use promo code DEFIANT. You'll get up to 66% off your order. Also, go to our other sponsor, Cultural Life 1972. If you want to feel good about the clothes you're buying your girlfriend, your daughter, uh, your husband, whatever, go to Cultural Life 1972. Go ahead, use the uh, promo code Patriot Party. That will get you up to 10% off your order. Yeah, I just smacked the microphone. That was, and a that is, that was that's not me. So, um, that's so a VLAN thing, too. It's <laughs> not a big thing. Anyway, so go to. Cultural C- Life Nation COL, 17. COL1972. Correct. Put in the cro- promo code Patriot Party. Get 10% off your order. Um, and it's all made in the USA, so you don't have to worry about it. Not getting here in time for Christmas. Don't have to worry about China ship. or cargo ships yep. or none of that crap. It's all made right here in the USA. And that is well worth it. And if you are concerned <laughs> about your health, we have two great health options for you. You oh, can absolutely. go to Sherwood.tv backslash Patriot Party and get Dr. Sherwood's free ebook on how to stay healthy in this crazy world, both and, spiritually, physically, and mentally. And uh, to the butts, listen, I, I, he actually, we got a, he, I got a phone call today from butts. Butts told me you guys didn't make it clear enough. Listen, for Dr. St- Stella Manuel. Yes, you can go get ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or from her or both. And you can get it up to, I believe it's a 30-day supply, but I might be wrong. It might be a 90-day supply because as I went back and looked at the email, I believe it's a 90-day supply, Brian. Um, if you go to that website, you can get a 90-day supply of both hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. And what she was telling you without telling you to do it is go call him. And get the pre-stuff now. If you're not sick, that's great. 
Just remember but, that it is a prescription here in the United States. It so is. It, it is. You by- have to go through a pharmacist, but it will be an online doctor visit that you will have to go through. Understand that it will go through a local pharmacist. Point being, she's saying, get your stuff now before supplies run thin. Do it now. It's better off to have it just in case and not need than to need and not have. Understand? And that is also using the, pr- the promo code DEFIANT. DEFIANT as well. We'll get you 5% off your entire order, both your Teladoc visit, your prescription, um, the vitamins. She's got that all-in-one vitamin for COVID, including um, quercetin, zinc, vitamin zinc, D, vitamin C, D, vitamin C, C all, all the a stuff you B, need to all stay the healthy. Stuff you need, yeah, everything you need to survive COVID. In, in one pill. Folks. In one vitamin. Look, again, you're helping another great patriot, Dr. Estella Emanuel, and you're helping us, and it all works out at the end. Listen, do us a favor, go on there, do it now before you get sick, because if you get sick, it's already too late. That's the point she was making. And maybe we didn't make our point clear enough at the end of that episode by saying, hey, go out Order it whether you're sick or not. Uh, yep. You know what the symptoms are. We've gone over the symptoms. If you've listened to us, we've gone over the symptoms, but I'll just tell you a bunch off the top, right off the top of my head. Loss of taste, fever of 104 degrees, coughing, wheezing, any tightness exhaustion. of chest. Exhaustion. Feels like you got hit by a Mack truck. All of those things, if you tell them that, they're going to prescribe you the 90-day supply. Get the 90-day supply. It's something that the second you start to feel the onset onset of symptoms it will help destroy it you'll feel better in days and you don't even honestly Look at you Joe don't Rogan. have to wait for symptoms because this is also a prophylactic <laughs> so you can take it now yeah get it now take it now i believe hydroxychloroquine you take like once every 30 days yeah I, ivermectin, ivermectin you can take almost every two weeks once every two weeks and you will not see any side effects from it. Ivermectin is not a bad drug. And you won't get They've COVID. They've been using it for malaria for years, folks, and parasites. They've been using it for both malaria and parasites for years, folks. Yep. Trust me, this stuff works. If you, you really want to do something about your health, you, you're worried about COVID, fine. Be worried about it. You want to wear a mask, wear a mask. You do you, we're going to do us. However... You want to do something that can really affect your life? Go ahead, get some ivermectin. It's not fucking horse paste, all right? Joe Rogan had it right. He was prescribed it by a doctor. Don't listen to the CNN media mafia that's going to tell you, oh, you're just using horse paste. No, that's all crap. That's all BS. Joe Rogan's a perfect example of it. Three days later, he was working out after he was diagnosed with COVID. You explain to me how that one happens, and he felt, felt great. And guess what? He's still doing great. And guess what? He had uh, CNN's own Sanjay Gupta on his show, and he absolutely destroys him. Yeah, he did. It was quite funny. But anyway, uh, so MyPillow.com, Dr. Stella Emanuel, uh, which is DrStellaMD.com, both using the promo code DEFIANT. Yep. COL1972 or Sherwood.tv. Yep. Uh, Those use the promo code PATRIOTPARTY. You can save on your order. You can get healthy. You can stay healthy. And you support Patriots. And you can get all your Christmas shopping done all made, at once. right here in the United States. Done. Right off the bat. Just like that. So One shot. That's it. Bitch is dead. Done. <laughs> Moving right along, though. This lady, Ms. Danny, please listen to what she has to say. Help her out if you can. Uh, she, she puts out a place where she's at and the, the speaking group she's a part of. 
uh, amazing. She's an amazing young lady. Uh, I'm just really happy that she had time to spend with us tonight and we could sit there and talk about it. So without further ado, unless you have anything else, Madame. Like, share, subscribe, um, tell your friends, use the 1010 rule, tell 10 people, send it to 10 people. Especially if you're in Virginia. Share it with 10 people. Just, uh, you know, tell, tell your friends. And the, the more you rate us, good, bad, or indifferent, just, you know, hit that. We actually stars. had some we had some bad ratings, which we're going to get into comments. tonight. Yeah, we don't care. We're going to hit that one tonight because I just can't wait to tear this person up. And all I've right. been waiting all week to uh, do it. Yes, so. I know you have. Anyway, so like, share, subscribe, and thanks for listening. Yep. Thank you. Have a good night, folks. And uh, we'll talk to you in a little bit because we're going to start a news podcast here shortly, hopefully. Good night. And welcome back, folks, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my lovely, beloved better half. V-Lynn. Hello, Patriots. And tonight, we have a very special guest, somebody I've been trying to actually working on getting on this show for a while now, and we finally got the contacts, we finally got the people to connect this thing, to make this thing work. And tonight, for y'all's viewing, listening pleasure, we have Nurse Danny with us, and she's going to tell her story. Her story is probably... Um, it ranks right up there. You all know how I love the Detroit morning news lady who did the weather and just dropped the bomb. Oh, by the way, my news station's lying to you. Nurse Danny is, she's like a, a half step below that, but they're both about I the don't same. Know. They, they might be right on the level. I, okay. <laughs> so you're, you're overwhelming my internal debate as my lovely <laughs> beloved of the other half. Either way, understand that what she did and the way she did it is really impressive. And it's something, it, it's what we've been preaching on here forever and a day, civil disobedience. We completely agree with it. It's got to happen now more than ever. It cannot go on. This cannot go on any further. Where they're usurping your rights. They're taking away everything that you believe in. They're not allowing you to have a decision in what your health care is and what you do. This is one person who said, you know what? Yeah, no, I, I just don't agree with that. Y'all have a good day and walked. So without any further ado, Nurse Danny, please tell all of our listeners who and what you are, just in case they don't know, although I'm pretty sure they might because I'm pretty sure I had a whole bit about your whole article that was in the <laughs> newspaper and I was like, holy crap, that woman is awesome. We got to bring her on. Please tell everybody about you and what happened and please tell us your story because I'm dying to hear it. Okay, well... um, I am a registered nurse, a pediatric certified registered nurse of 16 years. I've been 20 years in the medical field. And um, throughout this entire pandemic, I have just really seen corruption at, at its core. And I, I couldn't stand it any longer. And the last straw for me was when my hospital came down with the mandate for the vaccine, which is still in its testing phases. So my hospital ordered us to, to take that or lose our jobs and gave us three weeks to, to, take, to make that decision or make plans otherwise. During that time and even before that time, we were going through what I can only describe as mental, emotional, psychological warfare at from the top down at every level and still taking care of our youngest pediatric patients during all that time so 
I put in for my medical exemption. I was told in no uncertain terms that it was likely to be denied. I was advised that I should also put in the religious exemption. So I'm sitting down to write that religious exemption and I had just this righteous indignation come over me because I was going to plead with a group of people that I didn't even know to validate my relationship with God. And I just couldn't. So instead of writing my religious exemption, I wrote my resignation letter and I let them know exactly why I was leaving. So, and just a question in there. How many, uh, just a, uh, at the time when you got this mandate, what was, just be, just because I understand how a hospital works, I realize a ton of listeners do not realize how a hospital works. Um, in your ward at where you were at, how many people had COVID? Just a thought. I'm just throwing it out there, just trying to figure it out. I worked in a surgical area, so it was my job to get patients ready for surgery or to recover them right after anesthesia or to help them go home after surgery. So actually, uh, very few of our patients were actively ill with COVID. We did have um, a protocol that we did, which was to swab every single patient. And we know how PCR testing works and what what a joke that is. And so, of course, we would have asymptomatic children be denied care because of a positive COVID test. So that did drive up numbers, but um, we, we did not take care of any symptomatic patients with COVID on my unit. Well, the only reason I ask is because why require a mandate of those who are not actively exposed to COVID on a 24-7. I mean, like I I told you before in the pre-show, I told you that I'm a firefighter and an EMT, and um, we are actively exposed to COVID every day. I mean, I have been to 100 people's houses uh, at least at a minimum, and I'm just guesstimating because I can't count the number of people's houses I've been to that somebody there was actively exposed to COVID. I've yet to wear a mask inside that house or any of those houses, nor have I followed any of the protocols requiring us to wear masks or anything of that nature. And to this day, I still haven't been sick. So I asked the question because I I think it's odd that someone who is not actively exposed to COVID, such as yourself, in the area in which you worked, was required for something that is again, and even the liberal media will tell you that, oh, by the way, it is still experimental. How did they, how did the, uh, the hospital overlords react to your resignation letter? Um, I, my direct supervisor and my director both reached out to me via email almost immediately because again, they were threatening to take away our PTO for those of us who weren't giving them enough notice what, what our plans were. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, get that, that they gave us three weeks to decide 
what to do with our career and our lives as far as the shot was concerned, but then we were going to be punished if we didn't give them at least two weeks notice of what we were going to do. So that didn't sit well with me. So what I did was I called out for a number of days and used up all my PTO, went to work one more day, and then went home and wrote that resignation letter and let them know that on receipt of this letter, I'm resigned. And so there was an immediate response. I had demanded that I have a exit interview with the head of HR. That is yet to be something that that has happened. They have not wanted me to share that with them, I guess, in full force. My letter was enough, I guess. And um, I haven't heard anything else, which is strange because I actually led the charge for a group emails to be sent out. Upwards of a thousand emails were sent to our governor, Ron DeSantis, the entire executive branch of the corporation and the Department of Health of Florida. Over a thousand emails and no response. So where was where was this? I mean, just so everybody's kind of narrowed down in Florida, where were you? Because I believe I read about it the first time in the Sun Times was your first publication where it actually hit the news and people were actually at least printed news was Sun Times was the one that I read, and I was like, this Nurse Danny fellow, we we need to get her on because that sounds like something I would do. Um, so I'm in Central Florida. Okay. So, all right. So that makes sense. And this hospital system, it was a. This, this is a private um, hospital system on a, uh, not government, not like the VA or anything like that. They're completely private. So they think that they have, they follow different rules than other people. Gotcha. Isn't there a no mandate? law in Florida? Uh, There is. And my understanding of that is that that is protecting government jobs, but it doesn't necessarily protect private jobs. Hmm. That's interesting. That is not how it's been portrayed in the news media. Of course, we know nothing is accurately portrayed in the news media. So um, that's, that's, very uh, disturbing because we definitely, I mean, you know, we're hoping that once Ron DeSantis signed that into law that they would essentially give you all your jobs back. How many other people left with you or since? Um, well, I am the only, I, I'm, I'm the only one that I know of that left in the fashion that I did. Um, but to rewind a little bit to give you the full scale view of this, we had eight months as as workers in this facility to choose to take it amidst heavy propaganda pro-vaccine. And 45% of us, enterprise-wide in the state of Florida, 45% of us, so that's not only the hospital, but that's every clinic associated with the hospital, uh, chose for themselves not to take the shot. 
And so on August 6th, when they came out with the mandate, 45% of us had to make that choice, but they had already upped the ante with the psychological warfare. And so anybody who was on the fence at that point felt that they were about to lose their job and they only had three weeks to get a two, two dose shot. So there are some people who decided right away to take it. And some of those people were my friends and they, one sticks out to mind for me, she's a single mom and a really hard worker and had started working at that hospital when it first opened, just like me. And so she just was like, I, I have no other, I felt like I had no other choice. I have to take care of my children. And so she took it, but I could, I could tell she felt violated. And there's just story after story like that, that happened um, and everybody has their own reasons. Then there's a group of people, about 120 that I know of personally that came together as a group in our private group. Um, and we did the whole exemption process together. We encouraged each other. Um, we talked about legal action together. And those people did go through the whole um, exemption process and most of them did get denied. Well, now this is a, a crazier question, I guess, because I, understanding that, I, I when did, just because Vilan, I know you were looking at it, when did Ron DeSantis put the whole no mandate in Florida thing in effect? Because I, I know you just said it was in August that you, you got the mandate. So I know it was post that. I believe it was September 9th, if I'm not mistaken. I'm trying to remember the exact date, but I believe it was around the first week in September that Ron DeSantis said, uh, no, uh, there will be no mandates in, in, in Florida. And what type of effect did that have on the hospital staff and post all of that? I mean, did they like even stop? I mean, did they even try to stop anything that was going on? We did in my group, my group of 120 or so, we asked as many questions as we could. We ran it up to the highest level that we could reach. And every time we asked something, every time we asked for a meeting, every time there was a um, re-education uh, uh, camp kind of situation, which they called a town meeting, but what it really was was a re-education camp. Uh, when we brought these questions forward, these scientifically based questions, uh, we were dismissed. They wouldn't even address the questions. They wouldn't address questions about the process, about if, if there is an executive order about this, why are you continuing down this path? It was as though it was talking to a brick wall. So tell me, Danny, you know, I, I of course, Mick and I talk all the time about why people shouldn't be taking the jab. Um, and, you know, I've been watching on Twitter pretty much all day today, people saying, oh, I, you know, today was my last day as a nurse, today was my last day as, as you know, as an RN or this, that, and the other. And, of course, you get the crazy bots. I can't think that they're anything else at this point, but responding going, I can't believe a healthcare worker wouldn't take this safe and effective vaccine. Um, what were your reasons as a registered nurse, as a healthcare worker, 
why don't why didn't you want to take the jab? Well, my reason is twofold. One, because I heard a word from God and it was do not take this shot. This was before the shot was even developed. And it, I'll never forget this prayer. When you hear from God, I don't think anyone ever really does forget about it. And it was, it just sat on my heart so heavy. He said, you know, there's a, there's a shot coming and they're gonna make you take it. You have to choose now, because if you don't choose now, it will, it will be harder and harder to choose as the day comes closer. So me and in my innocence, I'm like, okay, God, no problem, I won't take it. And then it just set heavier on my heart. No, you're about to lose some things. And I was like, oh, like my job? And it was a yes, you're going to lose your job. And I'm like, okay, I trust you. All right, I won't take it. And so at that point, it just became a when do I leave now kind of thing? When do you want me to leave? Now, second, secondly, it's I, I personally have already been injured by vaccines. So I'm at a higher risk for being injured by even those that are truly went through the whole process and are FDA approved. Um, those are the ones that hurt me. So that's my reasoning. And then as I did more and more research on what they did develop in such a quick amount of time, the thing that sat with me the most profoundly was knowing the code of the, Nur the Nuremberg Code and knowing that they skipped animal trials and went straight to humans and knowing that other SARS vaccinations that they had attempted to do in the past failed clinical trials with animals and all the animals died. Well, I, I think the bigger part of that is, and the one we've we brought up at great length on this show at least, um, is when they did do it with the animals, especially uh, both the ferret and the fetal pig, um, it killed both of those within 48 hours of being administered one dose, which was like completely enough for us to say, if you were a normal scientist and let's just go ahead and regard science for what it is today. It is obviously a political tool used by the left. But uh, even regarding that, because in the past, uh, like, for instance, I, I just heard uh, what's her nuts just the other day. Uh, um, not Pelosi, but uh, Diane, uh, no, Diane Feinstein. She went out and she said she's like, well, you know, we did this back in 19. Yeah, we did it back in 1905. You're absolutely right. And that was smallpox. And we quit mandatorily vac vaccinating people after 165 people died. We have lost almost, uh, well, right now, according to VARS, and you can't trust that worth of crap because we've also heard how that's been manipulated. So between VARS, Mars, and DARS, the uh, defense enrollment, uh, whatever, what? Defense, defense adverse. Yeah, adverse, yeah. Advent, whatever. I can't even say it tonight. <laughs> Those idiots, they came out and they said, well, yeah, our system's been, been manipulated too. And right now they're only tracking 45,000 deaths across all three platforms, which I've been told from some insight sources, that's actually way low. It's actually above 100,000 right now. We're actually sitting at like 120 something thousand people have died from this vaccine. And that's just 
that's lowballing it. They said they said actually it's probably a lot more than that. So because they don't count a lot of the vaccine injuries as vaccine injuries, things like strokes and heart attacks and cancer. I've been railing about rapid onset cancer because I've seen it in too many of my friends and loved ones who've gotten the jab and now are either battling cancer or have lost that battle already. So um, that's that's coming. It's coming in. It's coming in waves, and the next one's going to be huge. You've worked with doctors. What are the doctors saying around you? That's my real interest because there's a lot of doctors that I know that I've talked to, and they said not only no, but hell no, you're not putting that on my medical license, nor will I attach my name to it, nor will I give you my number for it. You just go ahead and sit in the corner and color because I am not going to be a part of this. What are the doctors? Because I'm not... A nurse and I haven't worked in a hospital in probably Christ 10 years you just left what are the doctors around you saying what are the doctors that you know saying there's practically a hundred percent buy-in as far as the doctors are concerned um, it, it wow. is really really disappointing because these are people that I've helped build a hospital with these are people that I highly regarded as, as a valuable part of the team. And when it came right down to it, it really does seem like the politics took over and their livelihood and careers and, and how they're seen inside of that hospital um, just clouded the facts and clouded their judgment. Is it is it just because you're in a privatized hospital and not in a governmental hospital? I mean, because the doctors I know, they're completely the other side of that coin. They not only will not have their name attached to it, but every time that they're asked to give a number, they're like, nope, not mine. You go get another doctor. So, But they're all military but doctors. But they're all military doctors. 90% of them are all military doctors. They will not ever have their name, number, or anything attached to it. Their license number, nothing. They don't want anything attached to this because... As I've been told by them, and they're the ones that tested my blood. I was in the military for 21 years. Um, I got the vaccine, as you already know. I already told you that. And don't worry about saying anything about how dumb people are. I, I got the <laughs> initial dose. I got the I one. I almost shot him. He came home and told me that he got the jab. And I was like, have you lost your freaking mind? Are you crazy? We have literally done shows, research full of shows on side effects, and this hasn't even rolled out yet. And you roll, you run out and, and just drop trow at the, you know, the, the first wave actually, of the needle. Actually, I really did, though. <laughs> he really did, actually. I really did. <laughs> like, there was a nice nurse just like you standing right there, and they had the news cameras there. Like, they were making a big deal out of it. Like, look at all these firefighters getting their, getting their jab. And I was like, yeah, okay. So they were asking left or right. They were asking left or right arm. Well, they didn't say arm. They just said left or right. <laughs> so immediately I said, oh, okay. I see my in here right in front of the cameras. I started unbuckling my pants. I unbuckled them, unzipped them, turned around and I turned and I looked and the, and the nurse asked me, she goes left or right. And I went to drop trow and I watched those cameras. Their red lights went off and they went straight to the ground. I said, next time assholes, when you're going to videotape somebody, you, you have this little form. It's a waiver and we sign it. Yeah, that's that's a really great point too that you're making about um, the propaganda around this shot that I've never seen in my entire career. Before we we rolling out the red carpet for a shot, and we're asking people to do photo ops 
get, getting their medical procedure and then hashtagging it. And like, it, it's, to me, it was insanity. I mean, I, 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 I never understood, like when I got my card, right? I, I got vaccinated. Okay, whatever. But I got vaccinated before February 3rd. And from right now, from all the research myself and Vlin have done on the jab, all the real bad stuff like the graphene oxide, uh, what some of the other stuff that's been added. I mean, there's a laundry list of them. We've gone over them, all of them. The big one I remember is graphene oxide. February 3rd is when graphene oxide was added to the jab. So I know I was before that because my second shot actually came January 5th before I actually left out to go to DC for something else. <laughs> yeah, I was there. <laughs> Piss off. Anyway, um, the best part about that, though, was I knew that I got the closest one to Trump. That's what I was looking at. That's the way I was looking at it when I got it. I was like, okay, he's saying go get it. I work in a field that like literally I'm going to be around all these people. I know that. And I remember the first time I ever dealt with a, a COVID positive patient. What we had, we were literally given being given on the fireside EMT fireside and we we're first responders. So showed up to this house and they were like, yeah, use universal precaution. It's like, what does that mean? Cause I've never heard that before. And you never gave me any directive whatsoever about it. So I'm just going to show up as I normally show up, went in, ended up treating this lady she was tachycardic. We ended up started CPR, getting her going again. And turns out we saved her life. It was great. Wonderful thing, right? Then they gave me a bucket full of lye soap. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever felt lye soap on your genitals, but it is not a very comfortable <laughs> feeling. And they didn't say, hey, how to use this lye soap. You just pour it on your body. And it like burns the snot out of you. Oh, my God. And I thought for sure I was going to die that day, but I didn't do it just once that day either. I ended up having another heart attack later on that day, ended up having to do it for a second time. And I willingly did it after doing the first time it burnt the stun out of me. So like, you know what? I got to do something. I got to figure out another way to get around this. And when they offered the vaccine, I was thinking to myself, why not? Uh, she of course wasn't on board with it, but whatever, but I, I can deal I'm, with that. I'm like you, I have, I've had, I've documented allergies to traditional vaccines. Mm -hmm. so there was absolutely no way that I was ever going to take this because I'm allergic to thimerosal, aluminum, tetanus, all opiates, pretty much anything synthetic will kill me. So I just, I don't, I don't play. I'm an anesthesiologist nightmare. Uh, yeah. I, I'm also malignant hypothermic. So... Yes, I literally, I, like, I had a C-section with a beta blocker, right? So, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was impressed, um, and I was up and moving like right, right away. So, well, with a lot of help. Yeah, well, yes. As as soon as they stopped trying to kill me, and um, I was able to regain consciousness and go see my baby, I, I was up and out of bed. But I'm like you. I'm like, uh, no, I'm not going to put this in my body, and. I heard the same word from God, and I can't believe that Mick missed it because I always thought he was uh, a little closer to the big guy than I am. Um, but that's obviously not the case. So, uh, so tell me, Danny, how did your family deal with this? Well, um, I've been really vocal about this the whole time. Ever since I heard from God, I was like, scream it from the rooftops. Start with my family. So um, they knew 
the path I was going and oops, sorry, my puppy's in the background. Yeah, don't okay. worry about it. Um, so they knew and they were really supportive. It was actually my husband who finally gave me the okay to go ahead and like, you know what, today, today was your last day. And, you know, out of curiosity, what does he do? Oh, he's a mechanic. Well, God bless him. Yeah. It takes a lot because D-Lynch, her job mandated the same. And I was like, you know what? Yep. Today was quit. my last day. Just quit. Today was your last day? Well, and I actually, I saw the writing on the wall months ago. I knew it was coming. You know, they've been pushing it. The, the same thing, the same coercion and propaganda and all that. It goes because I'm in hospitality. Um, I've been in my hotel for nine years. I started out answering the phones, worked my way up to assistant general manager. I stepped back to homeschool our son this year. So I stepped down. I was only working a couple hours a day anyway um, and doing a lot of work from home. But they put out an email last week saying that everyone had to be vaccinated or test weekly at your own expense starting on November 1st. And then they put out an email yesterday saying that they've upped that. Um, so everyone had to comply by October 20th. And I said, yeah, no, you don't own me. Um, I'm not playing this game. You have no right to make any kind of decisions about my health. You absolutely not. Um, so yeah, I, I went in today and, and sowed some more dissension in the ranks, but out of my hotel with 250 employees, there's only 38 that are vaccinated. 38. So like one of the things and they're not going to comply. The rest of them, they're not running out to get the vaccine. Um, some of them will test for a little bit, but once it gets too expensive or becomes too much of a hassle, they're just going to walk. So good luck to my company running a hotel with 38 employees when they're sold out all the time. So uh, that's not going to go well. One of the things we're pushing too is, or one of the bigger things I'm trying to push at least across all spectrums. It doesn't matter whether you work in hospitality, in the medical field, whether you're a dental assistant or you drive a cab. Um, one of the things I think would be awesome, and I, I don't know, and I'm going to, I'm spitballing here. I'm going to ask your opinion. What do you think? November 9th, if you don't want to get a vaccine and you're still currently employed, everybody just doesn't show up to work that day. I love that. All of these employers realize how bad this will be for them. They're never going to understand until the day that they see none of their employees just show up. I mean, I can only imagine in a hospital what that would do to a hospital. I can only imagine for my own company, my fire company, what that will do to the fire company because that will absolutely destroy them. They're a privatized company. It's not like they can say, you have to, no, I'm sick. I'm sorry. Got the freedom flu. So we're <laughs> going to call it the freedom flu. Yes. The knife. Nobody shows up to work. And just we do it across the board. If you've got a vaccine, okay. If you agree that it's wrong to mandate, and this is my point because I have the vaccine, and I agree that it's wrong to mandate the vaccine to people. For instance, Vlin just told you she can't get it. Right. My point is this she can't get it for a medical reason. They will not allow the medical exemption she's got so my in because they said how can you know that you're allergic to anything in it when they've not released the ingredients and, and that I was the thing that was exactly what they told us they told us the only medical exemption that they would allow 
is for a documented proof of allergy to an ingredient in the very injection that we're not allowed to know what's in it. Absolutely not. Hey, I, I have one. I have a, 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 a dedicated me medical allergy. A, I'm a Catholic. B, I know there's aborted fetal tissue in the injection. Therefore, that automatically makes me allergic. Done. Well, that, that and would, God told me that piece. That, that would uh, be grounds for a religious exemption. My company actually has said that they are not allowing any religious exemptions because there's no aborted fetal tissue in the vaccine. And I was like, that is just straight up wrong. That's, uh, a, lie. that's a complete lie. And at the same time, um, a religious exemption doesn't necessarily have to be tied to aborted fetal tissue in the vaccine. Personally, I think that the vaccine disconnects you from God at the genetic level. Um, yeah, I've, and I, I know a lot of other people that have come to that same conclusion through different paths. I got there through the meaning of words. Uh, DNA, when you break it down, doxyribonucleic acid, quite literally means in Latin, the truth of the one God and the fire inside you. Right? Fire yeah. inside him, not you. No, no. Fire inside you. A nucleic acid is inside you, right? It's inside you. And then uh, RNA, ribonucleic acid, translates to the translator to the fire inside. So then your mRNA, the messenger RNA, brings the message from the truth of the one God and the fire inside to the translator and back again. So when you change that message, you break the path you, to God. You break your connection to God. You break your connection to source to God at the genetic level. So, so do you see so, now why your, your, you had kind of had a, a, a for, a foretelling foreshadowing, however you want to look at it. You had a foretelling event that took place in your life. And that's why I said that yours was so important because you had something. And when I read those words, the first time I read it, I was like, there's no way she just said that in the sun. Cause I think I read it in the sun times. I think that was your first article published about you. And I, I read it there and I was just like, there is no way that this woman just used those words in that order in the sun times. And I even showed it to Vilan. I said, you got to read this article. This is really powerful. It's inspiring, but very powerful because of what she says, not so much of how she said it, but what she says. And when you said that God told me not to get it, and I was sitting there thinking to myself and I was like, man, if he's talking that much to everybody about this, because it's not just you, I've heard several other people, same situation, same, well, God told me that, I should not get this. This is against everything I believe in, everything I stand for. And on all of my faults, and trust me, I've got millions of them, those faults echo in a lot of things that I've heard from other people. And I'm just sitting there going, wait a minute. And we were sitting there, we were just breaking down the Latin meaning of both those words. And I was just like, this is a woman you need to talk to. And well, <laughs> here you are. So, so let me ask you this, Sandy, because I know, I mean, you... You were just recently in the hospital. You've been working in the hospital since the rollout of the vaccine. It's been, you know, it's been out for going on a year now. Um, mm -hmm. Mick got his almost a year ago. So what kind of it, vaccine injuries have you seen from this? Um, it, friends, family, patients. Uh, tell us a little bit about it, please. Oh, I've, I've lost a family member to a stroke that, she, um, she succumbs to several 
strokes via blood clots all over her body within months after having the vaccine. Um, what I saw inside the hospital with the mass rollout was then mass sickness, where we had just done about a year's worth of work and we were shifted to PICU when they shut down all, all the um, surgeries for about two months. We shifted to PICU and we took care of some sick patients, but not necessarily COVID patients because it wasn't affecting children like that. Uh, but we, we got the flu and we passed that around to each other, but you know what I mean? Like there wasn't any significant crazy sickness, but when that shot rolled out, there was, they, people were dropping like flies. They were sick and really sick for a long time. And, um, that was brushed off, but at the same time, it prompted our, um, employee health to create a phone tree. So if you call into employee health, it says dial one, if you're having um, COVID symptoms, dial two, if you're having COVID shot issues. So, wow, you created a phone tree to catch all these, to capture all these, it must be an issue, but then they're not sharing with us what those issues are and telling us it's safe and effective and to roll up your sleeve and take the jab already. So, so wait, wait, wait one second, because I got a serious issue with what you just said on more than one level. But my first one is you're a nurse, right? You have reported to VARS before, correct? You know how that system works, right? Right. I know how that works. Yeah. Okay. In your time as a nurse, when you were working at hospital X, we'll just call it hospital X for now. Um, when you were working at Hospital X, how many times did you go into the VAR system and actually enter a report concerning a vaccine-related injury? And what was the time frame in which you entered it? Was it within the 14-day window? Because I noticed, one of the things I noticed, and I granted, I haven't been working with VARs all that long, I'd say maybe three years now. What I noticed with the VAR system was they cut the time frame down, especially for the COVID vaccine. When it used to be 60 days, it was a 60-day window for any vaccine you were given. It went from 60 to 45 days to 30 days to 14 days. And then they were hard at 14 days. If it, you were at the 15-day window and you were reporting something in VARs, your report automatically got kicked out of the system and was not allowed to be reported. Wow. No, I did not know that. To be quite honest, I've never actually reported one instance. Now, right before I left, there were some questionable issues. Uh, one teenager in mind that had neurological symptoms, sudden onset neurological issues. And I posed the question to the doctors do you think this might be because he just had his second shot last week? And they were like, oh, there's too many other possibilities. We can't look at that. Not we're, we're not looking at, at that as the, at the first thing. So I'm telling, yeah, we, in that, in our hospital, it, I was frowned upon for even asking that question. Wow. That is weird because even in the military system, the military system went from, and I'm talking to military nurses at the same time I'm talking to you, but theirs was the same situation because Mars is the military version of VARS and the Mars system, it went from 
And when it comes to COVID, only COVID. So get this. We have anthrax. We have so many other vaccines that we get in the military that normal civilians don't get. I've been inoculated for everything. And I think anthrax for the first time in my life and cross my heart, hope to die. <laughs> I think anthrax is the only reason I'm still alive right now because anthrax kills everything. When you're inoculated <laughs> for anthrax, it kills everything else in your body. I literally had COVID for not even five hours and it was out of my body. <laughs> wow. My blood tested. I have no spike proteins whatsoever in my blood. And yeah, that's impossible. Two shots, no spike protein, no... I have nothing. No There's no, no symptoms, identification, nothing. no markers. My blood looks normal. All my blood platelets, everything looks normal. And that's what a hematologist at Bethesda told me. And that's why when I tell people that and nobody has that reaction, I tell most of the people that you obviously don't know what I'm talking about because any normal person knows what this does to your bloodstream, what it does to every cell in your body, how it breaks it down and oblongs it and makes it look weird. Um, This is, and they were like, how is this possible? And I was like, I told the doctor that actually asked me to draw my blood and he's not an anti-vaxxer, but he does not believe in this vaccine whatsoever. And he's actually kind of leading a study that's congruent to what the military is actually doing with it. And he's actually trying to show that, look, what you're doing is killing people. And I'm the one that unfortunately deflates a study right now because I have nothing. <laughs> I have nothing in my bloodstream, but I swear to God, it's because I have every shot of anthrax in me and anthrax kills everything. Actually, I think he got the placebo because there's a, another doctor. Um, I'm not hmm, trying to remember where he's from. Anyway, he, uh, he got a hold of five vials of Pfizer and in three of the five, it was just saline. And then the other two vials about that. Oh my god. The other two vials had the, you know, uh, the mRNA and and uh, graphene oxide and actually like eggs were hatching, some kind of eggs were hatching inside How weird is that? This vaccine that's not a vaccine. Um, yeah, I mean random things, but three of the five vials was just saline. So, and we'd been hearing rumors that 30% of all the vaccines given out were placebo um, because they had to have some kind of a control group and that they were basing what they gave you. And we've also discussed in the past on this show that uh, where we have proven actually that the Chinese were connecting our DNA through Ancestry.com, the Human Genome Project, 23andMe, and using it to create specific bioweapons such as COVID and now the vaccine to target specific genetic populations. And so they determine what what vial to give you, uh, whatever the serial number is, based on your genetics, based on how you look. It's like the original racial profiling, right? So if you're a you're a white male first responder, well, you get this vial and you're now part of the control group. And if you're, you know, if 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 you're a less desirable person in their eyes, then you're going to get the one with the extra graphene oxide or whatever the case may be. So, um, yeah, it's, that's, that's pretty crazy, but there are placebos going around. So that's, you know, there are people that haven't had any side effects whatsoever because they got a placebo. Um, I think anyone that actually gets the real MRNA with the graphene oxide is, is essentially suicidal. 
at this point. So if they've done any kind of research and, and they know what's in it and they're still choosing to get it at that point, I don't, I can't really call it anything except for suicide because you, you're giving yourself maybe at the most a, a two-year window to live. Um, so besides the teenager with the, the neurological issues, I know you said you've seen strokes, heart attacks, things like the myocardi- Yes, the myocarditis that um, two of the people in my group uh, came down with that within 24 hours of taking the first shot. And um, one of them fought like hell to get it reported to VAERS, to get it verified through the emergency room doctors, through the inpatient unit doctors, through her own PCP. I mean, I don't know how she did that when she was dealing with crushing chest pain um, and still dealing with symptoms to this day. She's not a hundred percent. And it took, it took fighting like that. And it took an additional three to four weeks of her um, pressing the hospital to allow her to have the medical exemption. Her, Her life is never going to be the same. And they were actually trying to act like, well, we're not going to give you, we're not going to give you the exemption. You're going to have to take the second shot until she pressed the issue. And three to four weeks later, they finally um, caved and and exempted her, but too little too late. So that's insane. Well, other than it being, I mean, that is absolutely, I agree. That is insane. That's insane. But with that, uh, what about, um, we've heard so much about like neurological issues. Have you seen any neurological issues with anybody that's, I mean, I've looked, I've asked, I've asked a couple of the guys that were with me in line and all of them seem fine. And all of them seem like me. Maybe we all did get a placebo. I mean, praise the Lord. I mean, if we did. That's why they want to push the boosters out so hard now. And now you can mix and match. So if you got the Pfizer, now you can get the Moderna booster. Or you can get the Johnson & Johnson. Well, and J&J now they're saying that it always should have been two shots. So you need two shots of the J&J plus a booster. um, And, and, you know, mix and match. Hey, if they only have whatever. They only have one Pfizer and two J&Js, you're going to get all three. Yeah. But my question is, have you seen a lot of of that, like the neurological issues where the forgetfulness, the constant wondering, like, what am I doing? Why am I here? Type. Yeah, it's really that um, I think he's going towards the, the rapid onset dementia. Yeah. Interesting. You should say that. Um, I have seen one really strange case of a six-year-old whose her parents were injected and then she came down with weird onset um, Bell's palsy and then other sorts of neurological sequelae that we couldn't match to anything. And so I, and, and they were, they were like, oh, it, it doesn't have to do with the, the vaccine. And I'm like, okay, wait, what else is new in her life then? And so I, the doctors were not, entertaining this conversation at all. So I looked straight at the parents and said, if she doesn't stop this kind of symptoms in the next few hours, you need to demand a neurologist see her and don't stop demanding it until they show up. 
I, I, I couldn't even advocate for my patients properly towards the end of this. So um, there was that, there was the teenage boy who came down with new onset seizures with no other, it just didn't make sense. Just no other thing. It was that jerky kind of movement that we've seen other people testify to. Um, and then I just had a friend text me today saying that, so she's still working in the hospital, saying that she's just been approached by three different people who have come down with Bell, Bell's palsy in the last couple of weeks. Now, that that's it's funny you say that because Bell's palsy is what exactly? Just so everybody who doesn't understand what Bell's palsy is. I, I understand what Bell's palsy is. You and I know it, but... Yes. doesn't. So um, that that pretty much looks like when um, half of your face starts with the facial drooping and and maybe goes down to um, one side of your body. It depends on how how far that goes. But basically, it it's a neurological deficit that can affect um, one side of your body or part of your body pretty much forever. Yeah. Like a stroke. It, it looks like that's exactly how it like identifies. A, a lot yeah. of palsy patients are misidentified for having a stroke by first responders. Go figure. So some jackass like me walks up and goes, oh, you're having a stroke. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Except for they still know what day it is. <laughs> exactly. Minus the fact they can remember what their name is, you know, when they were born and what day it is today. Minus all those things. I mean, we, we completely skip over that and just look at the facial droop and we're like, uh, that's <laughs> but now the other the other thing that really concerns me, um and the little girl sounds like uh obviously shedding, um, the vaccine shedding and We've certainly heard of thousands upon thousands of women that have been affected by the vaccine shedding with their menstrual periods or um, just being around people that have just recently gotten the jab. So uh, I'm quite familiar with that. The other thing, though, that really, really disturbs me is we're hearing stories about these babies that are breastfeeding from their mother after getting the jab and having horrible rashes or I think a couple of them have died now. And that's just... That's terrible. Working in peds, did you see anything like that? Well, again, I'm I'm in the surgery world, so yeah. um, the those two instances that I'm telling you about, one of them was an overflow patient. For those who don't know that kind of terminology, that means that we were putting regular floor patients in our surgery area because we had run out of nurses or room for them. Um, so that's the only reason why I know about the teenage boy and the little girl, she, she had come in for a procedure um, to test her spinal fluid. So that's how I knew about her. So it, it's kind of hard for um, somebody in my area to gauge what's happening with sick patients because we typically do surgery on, on patients who aren't actively ill. Yeah, they're normally yeah, healthy. Remember absolutely. all the tests I had to go through. No, I know. Absolutely. Through all 35 of mine. But either way, what are you doing now? Yeah, what are your plans for the future? Oh, that's that's a great question. And I really put, put that right into God's hands. Um, he led me down this path of standing up and speaking up and walking out boldly. And so I'm just taking it one day at a time, honestly. I'm homeschooling my kids as well. I've homeschooled them through the pandemic, working full-time and homeschooling them full-time. Um, but now I get to homeschool them full-time and have 
awesome conversations with you guys. Well, have you, uh, I mean, are you looking for a job or are you actively seeking employment or, um, or are you just going to be doing speaking engagements from now on? <laughs> well, speaking engagements is currently not paying any bills. Yeah, um, I know that. I understand how that works because we do this podcast for free, so we completely <laughs> understand what you're at. Yes, and that's not why I'm. That's not why I'm speaking out. I'm truly speaking out to to um, encourage other people to do the same. I'm, I'm just a normal person, and if I can do it, I know anyone else can. Um, but. I did have I did have an opportunity to get back into the healthcare system and and I had to pray about it and it was a very clear no because I cannot participate in a system that is killing people. Yeah, yeah, that's, at any level. That's at any huge. Level. and you absolutely I could. That's why I was wondering if you were going to go back into medical care or not. I I, I figured as a nurse you got to be at least a paramedic. I mean. I, I can't think you're anything less than that. So I would think that like naturally riding a bus for you would be where you would end up. But uh, I, I'm actually impressed. That That's a good answer. I'm glad you said that because I'd be really pissed off if you tell me, oh yeah, I'm on an ambulance now. I'd be like, <laughs> well, sh you didn't learn a damn thing because guess what? You got it coming to you next. Right. Well, my hope, my hope and prayer is, is that more Patriots will wake up and take a stand and um, leave the system that's currently broken and killing people. And let's start something new because you know what? There, our communities need that. And we have gifts and talents still. Just because I chose not to take a jab doesn't mean I left my gifts and talents at the door. I still have, I still have that to give. Yeah. And, you know, it's really funny because I got a feeling here in the next, I don't know, maybe 30 three to, to three to four, maybe six months at the not end. Not even. I would even say that. I was saying th 30 to 90 days. You're probably going to have a bunch of us joining you because that's when the rest of us are going to be mandated for the same thing you were mandated. And don't get me wrong. George is really trying to hold off on that. But I, I've heard I've already heard the. I'm getting I've been getting. El numero uno over here ready for it because I'm about to lose my other job. I'm about to say, no, I'm done. And I've been vaccinated. It's nothing about the vaccination that I'm pissed off about. What I'm, again, what I'm pissed off about is the lack of freedom to make that choice for yourself. And I don't think that any American should be forced into that choice. And that's where my issue is. It's not about whether or not the... I've been around this shit now long enough. I still haven't gotten sick. I didn't get sick before the jab. I haven't gotten sick past the jab. I'm not going to get sick. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure, you know, freaking, uh, you know, it, you know, anthrax kills everything I've got. But <laughs> back to what I was saying, though, it goes back to the initial part of this is that like it's a it's all about the freedom to make that decision. And if you cannot make the decision for yourself. Somebody else is going to make that decision for you. That's where my problem is. And that's why I will stand behind you. I'll support you. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll pimp your name out. I'll do, if I've got to use this show to echo your name and your message to everybody else, I will do that as well. That's awesome. You know, like that's what it's going to take. It's going to take all of us, whether we're vaccinated or not, every American who believes that our constitution is something 
that defends our freedom and, and our God-given rights, that our rights don't come from the government. They are God-ordained. And then we stand up for that and we be in action about that. So that's right. If we have to walk away from our jobs, if we have to do a national call-off day, whatever it takes, this is this is the line in the sand because if, if we don't do something now, they're coming after our kids next. They already are. Yeah, they already are. They're going for Johnson & Johnson just got approval for five-year-old and below to get the freaking Johnson & Johnson vaccine. I'm like... Wait a minute. Yep. Just approved one that has confirmed aborted fetal tissue in it for five five year olds and below. Yep. Are you kidding? The hospital that I left just got a fourteen million dollar grant from NIH to push this vaccine on black and Latino children. Okay. And the the specific part of that grant is for black and latino that's that's where they're putting that's where they're putting their focus in that's where that's yeah yeah I, I, we got a lot of black listeners so i'm just telling all my black listeners look you want to call it racist we're not we are not racist we're showing you that they are racist remember it's not about they think we're dumb they think you're dumb they think you're dumb. They they have no opinion about that. They think everybody that listens to this show is dumb. And they believe that we're going to be dumb at the same time by doing it. I That just amazes me. Uh, it, see, it doesn't amaze me at all because they've used Planned Parenthood and abortion as uh, that's, a whole scale. That's a good point. You know, genocide of black and Latino children for years now, generations. I mean, they've killed millions and millions of, of babies. I mean... Not just black and Latino babies, but that's really where their big push is. So the fact that they're pushing this shot on them does not surprise me in the least. They, I mean, they, they hate our kids. That's been proven over and over again. Probably why you're homeschooling. Why we're homeschooling. Because... That's a whole nother podcast, y'all. Yes, it really is. <laughs> and I'm sure you don't have the time for it because we've only got about five minutes left with you. Real quick, where can people find you if they want to help you, support you, do anything to help you? Especially because I know we've got a lot of listeners that love to help out. So where can they help you out? And that's what I want to know. Awesome. So there's, um, you can follow my journey at uh, on Facebook uh, for the time being at um, Nurse Danny. <laughs> Nurse Danny, very simple, D-A-N-I. And then if you want to get in action to be an ambassador for freedom, then go to ccdfusa.com. That stands for um, County Citizens Defending Freedom. That's ccdfusa.com. And click on that button that says register to be a ambassador for freedom. There you get connected with a whole grassroots um, movement where we're making, we're making a difference right where you live. Well, I really appreciate you coming on with us tonight. And uh, from the bottom of my heart, I hope you end up on your feet. Uh, please let us know. Please reach out. If you've got another story to add, you want to tell our listeners, please just give us a call. We will 100% put you on the show. I have not an issue with it. Um, I love supporting Patriots. I love supporting people that did what you did. I have no issues whatsoever with it. And I don't, you know, you could have told me that the whole reason was I just didn't want to get to the jab. I would have been like, okay, 
that works for me. Uh, you didn't have to tell me that it was God-based. I mean, I love the fact that it is God-based. I think that is awesome. I think that's the part that really sold me when I heard your name and I heard that we had a chance to get you on our show. I was like, absolutely, I'm bringing you on. Uh, but you could have told me it had nothing to do with that. I could have cared less. But the most important part is is that your message gets out there. People hear what you have to say because I believe, you know, there's a lot of people out there that say, well, eh, what she's got to say, she's just a nurse. What does she know? I got bad news for you folks. If you've never been in a hospital, you've never been treated by, you know, patient care before. Doctors suck. It's the nurses that saves lives. Bingo. Honestly. Bingo. Yes. Every nurse I've ever come across, I've always had more respect for the nurse than I've ever had for the doctor. So and we I, really are the, the eyes and ears and the hands of God that take care of of the people that yeah. take care of our community. Your doctor is in there for no more than 10 minutes. And usually we're calling them, asking them for the exact orders. So uh, they're just the signature on the page. Every you know, I, say, I say that, you know, I have respect for the role for sure. Um, but when it comes down to who, who touches the lives of the community members, it is your nurses. One of my, one of our favorite guests and one of the person, people that we really got us going in this podcasting thing is deplorable Janet. She is a former nurse. I have more respect for that woman than I have for anybody else in the world, just because of what she did. And, uh, we connected like the first time I ever talked to her, kind of like what you and I've done tonight. And I got to tell you right now, I have more respect for you. And every nurse out there, because I can remember laying in my hospital bed, yelling at my wife because it felt like my brain was about to explode because they had operated on my head like 35 times in a row. And I said, hey, look, uh, <laughs> I got some pressure. There's something here that doesn't feel right. Hold on. Stop, babe, because Danny needs to hear why. Um, and uh, you'll well, probably I, understand we'll this. Now, uh, we only have a couple minutes left here, but he had a... He had an AVM in his corpus callosum that was caused by a combat injury. So they actually initially did an embolization uh, through his femoral artery in his legs and used what the doctor described to me as bondo for the brain to block off where the capillaries had detached from the artery, but they didn't get it all. So after a series, uh, eight months worth of cranial angiograms, they went back in and did a craniotomy and they removed that AVM from his corpus callosum and at the same time detached the two halves of his brain. So he actually uses his two halves of his brain independent of each other, which is crazy. They told me then, yeah, they told me then that he would maybe have five years to live and they were like, we're only saying five years because we've only been doing the surgery for five years, but everyone we've done it to is dead. So, you know, that, that like 15% chance that he lives past five years would just be by the grace of so God. So this is the number that'll blow your mind. How Th long have I been alive now? Th that was 16 years ago. Yeah. So. So that just goes to show you they've absolutely no. But there was a nurse that I remember the first night after I'd finally gotten released from ICU and they'd taken me off all the good drugs where I could push the button. And I was like, oh. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, that the, the coma drug, as I like to call it, because I'd be like, mm. <laughs> When they took me off of that, I remember going, oh my God, my head feels like it's going to pop. And I remember yelling at the nurse and cussing at the nurse. And I was like, ma'am, I don't, I, and I was saying ma'am. I mean, I still had the ability to remember that she's still an officer. You're nothing. And I was like, ma'am, I, I don't mean to yell at you, but my head feels like it's going to pop. And I remember talk, talking to my wife, like, get her to get me something. And it was always the nurse that brought back the good shit that made all the pain go away and made, made it so I could go to sleep. So 
remember, folks, when I tell you that nurses are the people that you never piss off because they can make your life miserable, (laughs) this is a woman that you listen to. Yeah. It's so grateful. I'm so grateful that you came on tonight, and I appreciate all your time, ma'am. You have a great night. And uh, is there I, anything else that you would like to any parting yeah, words you'd like to leave our listeners with? Really, it's just a call to action. Wherever you are, you have a circle of influence that no one can reach but you, and you need to be the one to stand up. There is no one coming. We are it. So, and now is the time. So stand up, speak up and take action to secure your freedoms. Well, that goes back to what I've always said. You are the only leader that you've been looking for. So get the frick off your butt, stand up and let's go do something about it. Let's go. We're not going to do it sitting here talking about it, but I appreciate you coming on, sharing your story. Like I said, ever since I read it in the Sun Times, I've been dying to get you on, and we found a way to get do it. So I was like, yeah, screw it. Because We're God provides, and you know, we that every time a door closes, um, three I, more open. Exactly. So yes, absolutely. I mean, I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would be doing like media. Like, like, you know, this is our living room, by the way, this isn't like anything special. We're not in my living room too. This is my living room. And we're just doing this because this, I was so tired of hearing the wrong message get put out that I was just like, I got to do something. We got to do something. We can't sit here anymore. God told us that we got to do something. We're like, yeah, we're so tired of this. We're going to start putting the right message out. So everybody starts following the right word and we start doing the right thing because this is just retarded. If we're all just gallivanting around, smacking into each other, we look like Adams doing nothing. But you're right, Danny. No one's coming to save us. It's up. We're, we're all adults. We, we put our, you know, big girl panties on every day. We got to save ourselves. We're we big we, boy panties. We have big boy panties too. So. You don't. Um, <laughs> well, I don't. No one's I'm coming Irish, in on so. a, you know, no one's coming in on a white horse to, to save us. It's, it's, we don't to want us. them to come in on a white horse. Yeah, I believe that's well, the that, best there's way There's some put of it. that too. But you know, they say that they call this the great awakening. So many people are waking up every day. They're, they're taking the red pill, whatever you want to call Look it. Look at Russell Brand. But I think at the same time as the great awakening, that's also bringing a newfound spiritual awakening like we have not seen in uh, 2,000 years, to be quite Shoot, honest. Yeah. I, I think more people are looking for God. They are actively seeking God in their lives. And more people are starting to hear God than have ever, ever heard God before. And and I, I Nick said something to me a, a couple episodes ago about you know, he didn't know that I had a, a direct connection to God. And I said, well, of course I do. Everybody does. If you just put down your phone, open your ears and listen, just listen. You can talk to him and he will talk back to you. You just have to listen. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Je- Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming back. And, and so on that white horse, you know, yeah, that's, where are you going to be when Jesus is coming? I know I'm going to be doing his work. I'm going to be doing the work he's called me to do. And I really hope that everyone in the sound of my voice is doing the same, being about that business so that one day they can hear, well done, good and faithful servant. 
Well, we appreciate you coming back and telling your story here, ma'am. You have a good night. and uh, Thank you so much. Yes, and understand, you have a free and open line. Just You know our email. Just give us a call. You are more than welcome back. Come back on. Tell us what's what. Give us an update, please. We I sure will. Absolutely. Love to listen to that. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so much. It's been a great conversation. Yes. Thank you so much. You have a good night, ma'am. You too. Bye. -bye.